How's it going, everyone? Joe Gagne here with a mini edition of sorts of Joe vs. World. A no-full episode this week. We had some scheduling problems, but we'll be back this Sunday talking Ring of Honor with Matt Foy, who should be attending both nights of the upcoming ROH doubleheader, and he was also at the 100th ROH show. So we'll be talking about the ROH CZW feud and preview the upcoming 6-3 show in Connecticut, which I should be attending. And the week after that, we'll have Vincent Verhey on the show talking his wrestling career and Judgment Day, probably. And after that, I have a couple more guest ideas in mind that should be coming together very soon. And in the never-ending search for audio quality, I have a new recording system uh, for recording calls. It'll record myself and the call separately, so hopefully I can adjust the audio levels properly. Uh, we shall see. I apologize to Justin Shapiro last week for the poor audio, but hopefully this will be cleared up and it won't be an issue. Anyway, I want to put something out this week, so I figured I'd review... Last night's episode of Hogan Knows Best. Um, this, it's a weird show that I detest and love at the same time. It's the fakest reality show possible, but it's kind of the appeal at the same time. Some weeks I just loathe every member of this family, but last night was one of those weeks where I really didn't hate anyone after it was over. Uh, basically, it recapped the Shawn Michaels-Hogan match at uh, last year's SummerSlam and showed what a wreck Hogan was afterwards. We got to see the Hulkster get shots in his back and get outfitted for an ankle brace, which he wisely uh, took off in the parking lot. Uh, anyway, Brooke decided she couldn't watch the match that was going on. I thought that was kind of dumb at first, but I guess if your dad was 52 and physically destroyed and bleeding all over the place and had like a, a fake hip and bad knees, I guess I wouldn't want to watch it either. So Linda lays down the law, tells the Hulkster he has to find a new way to make money, even though they're worth $40 million and they're on TV, which I, I don't think they're doing for free. But Hulkster agrees and decides to get into advertising. And luckily for him, Eric Bischoff, who probably fresh out of the dumpster of Vince McMahon threw him in at that point, and Jason Hervey of the Wonder Years, uh, just happened to show up and wanted him to pitch a kind of energy drink called Socko, which I'd, I'd never heard of prior to this. Uh, this resulted in a ton of Socko being delivered, got spilled, etc. A lot of wackiness. And then we got to hear the story about how the George Foreman grill should have gone to the Hulkster, but he was bringing the kids to school and George Foreman got it instead and made $450 million, and the Hulkster got stuck with a blender. And that's about as credible as the Hulkster putting 200,000 people into Budokan, but whatever. The Hulkster finds his own grill. He and the family shoot an infomercial. Everyone's happy at the end. Like I said, um, pretty fake as far as reality shows go, but I didn't hate anyone out of this. They thankfully stayed away from Hogan being overprotective of Brooke, which has been the focus of about every 9 out of 10 episodes. An okay show. I hope the season ends up uh, wraps up soon. I think they've already done eight episodes, and if they did something like 22 episodes, I could see myself getting very, very tired of the show very quickly. But if they keep it short, that's totally fine. And as long as the Hulkster stays out of the ring, that's cool with me. So that's it for this week. We'll be back, like I said, this Sunday with Matt Foy talking Ring of Honor. After that, Vince Fairhigh. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I'll talk to you real soon.